for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have David Austin. How's it going today, David? It's going great. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm excited to have you on, excited to chat a little bit. Been listening to your uh, new single that you released little over a month ago i'm bad at dates anymore yep. but little over a month ago um so, i don't even know i've lost i've lost track of time we'll just call it a month yeah we'll call it a month that sounds right <laughs> uh so i'm really excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit about that and everything else you got going on um so first off before we kind of get into all that let's give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to everybody that's listening kind of like your origin story into music and like whatever you feel mm-hmm. pertinent to share Sure. Well, I, I, uh, I grew up in San Francisco and I think that play, plays a large part in my music. I have a bunch of songs about growing up there and, uh, kind of growing up in the Bay area, we had a bunch of radio stations that looking back on now were just phenomenal radio stations in terms of like playing a good variety of music and not being just pre-selected playlists, basically that major record labels pay you to play. <laughs> like they had yeah. some real, you know, real, real DJs on there that really cared about what they were doing. Um, so that was kind of my first introduction to like music and listening to music. And I would always sing in, in the car and listen to the radio and, uh, start playing guitar young and, um, I actually went to a boarding school for high school. So, um, kind of picked up there that was on the East coast in new England. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a different music scene, but it was, it was, there's a lot of kind of folk and more earthy type music stuff, I would say going on around there. And that definitely influenced my writing a good amount. I started writing in high school and kind of realized that I was decently good enough to maybe do it in the future. Mm-hmm. And I applied to college, went to USC in LA for college uh, as a music major. And yeah, just kind of have been plugging away since I graduated and really just pushing my own music and uh, gigging as much as I can. And pandemic hurt a little bit and pushed me out to Nashville, but I think it's been a a good move overall. Um, but yeah, I put out one project a couple of years ago and I've got a brand new project coming out this summer that I've already been releasing singles off of. So awesome. getting excited so, for that. So when did you uh, graduate from college? So I graduated in 2018. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. a couple of years before the pandemic hit and that's pretty much, yeah, that that's when you started releasing music professionally was 2018, 2019, that area. Yeah. I mean, I had put out like songs at towards the end of high school, like mm-hmm. a little EP of songs on SoundCloud, but nothing really big that I really promoted. So yeah, 2019, it was a full eight song project. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, so what, what was kind of the, 
as you were going through that journey of working on that very, or that first, like we'll call it the first official project. Um, as you were kind of going through the journey of working on that, who are some of your musical influences as you were kind of trying to figure out your sound, who you wanted to be, stuff like that. Definitely people like John Mayer, Dave Matthews band, Bruce Springsteen, Ed Sheeran, a lot of singer songwriters. Mm-hmm. Play. Um, I, I like all different types of music mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I listen to everything, but I think what I have gravitated towards in my writing has been singer songwriter stuff, you know, um, acoustic guitar and vocals and, uh, that's kind of what drove that first project. And a lot of the arrangements are based around the band that I was playing with at the time who I still play with. Um, but I think we were kind of arranging the songs a little bit more to fit the band mm-hmm. instead of arranging the songs to fit the songs. Yeah. Um, so that's something that might be a little bit different from that first project than the one that I'm going to be putting out um, pretty soon here. So um, yeah, it's, it was, but also, you know, just being 22 years old and a lot of those first songs were songs that I wrote in college and in this transition of being a teenager to being an adult mm-hmm. and kind of being a little bit apprehensive about that. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that was, there are a bunch of songs about childhood and about growing up on that first project. Mm-hmm. So you think between, uh, obviously between that first project and this project that you're getting ready to release later this year, mm-hmm. there's a certain level of maturity that has happened between obviously like when you were a teenager to now mm-hmm. in your uh, early to mid twenties, you know, so that, that's mm-hmm. gotta be interesting. How, how's the, uh, how has that kind of changed your right your writing, your creative process, you know, how's then just the natural maturity of life kind of progressed your music? I think there's a bunch of songs on this new project that feel a little bit more creative and, and free of my own mental criticisms and mm-hmm. uh, walls and sort of, preconceived notions about what I want my music to be. Mm-hmm. So, so some of them, like this song, let them boys play is a song about getting into a bar fight. And it's kind of this upbeat, like classic rock type feel thing that I never would have put on a project two years ago, because I think two years ago it was like, everything needs to sound cohesive. It needs to sound like the band. Um, and uh, I, with this new project, it kind of was just like, Hey, I want to just write the coolest stuff mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily, and because I'm the one writing it, it will have a common thread through it, but it doesn't have to be so intentionally similar. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of variety on this new one. And I think part of that is just growing, growing up and realizing like people don't really care that much about the, like those little, you know, music critic things like, Oh, you know, this is a concept album, this, you know, every, every song works so well together. Like that's cool. But I just think songs themselves are some things. And if you, if you have a bunch of songs that are a lot different from each other, but they're great songs, 
that's cool too. Like they don't, you don't have to, everything doesn't have to fit into this concept album type package. Mm-hmm. Um, but even saying that a lot of the new songs do have similar themes to each other. So it still does have a sense of like, this is a distinct project, I think. Um, and I, it's going to be called Carolina blue. And that's the mm-hmm. name of one of the songs. And, um, that song is about leaving Los Angeles and coming to the East coast to travel and play music and just try to figure out my life basically. Um, and, uh, so yeah. And a lot, a lot of the songs kind of have that theme in them, but I, I would say that it's more diverse. It's, it's more kind of free. Mm-hmm. And when we were producing it, it felt more free. It felt like, you know, we could, we could do whatever we wanted with the songs. There were no constraints and no mental barriers that I had working on them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, kind of leading up to that project, you've got, uh, cut hunting which it was the song we talked about or that i referenced a little bit ago and then Mm -hmm. the two like i guess they're both singles that you released prior to that in 2021 are they also on the album or are those standalone projects yeah those will all they're kind of all singles that Mm -hmm. was a double release and then there was actually another single like a month before that so I've released four songs so far off this project. Okay. And that's yeah. kind of what I, that's what I saw the alone for now and then let them boys play in good company. And I wasn't quite yeah. sure because some people would call the uh, let them boys play good company, like double release as a, like an old school single. Like I've seen a lot of punk bands do that. Yeah. Like an A side B side type situation, but yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, so they're all on this album, all four of those songs. Yep. yep. And I, I say it's going to be an album and I say it's coming out this summer, but who knows things get pushed back. And, and I, I'm in a place right now where I definitely want to be touring a lot more and mm-hmm. building a fan base that I know will, you know, go and listen to the songs when they're out. So part of me is a little bit, hesitant to even put the project out like in June or July or whatever it is. Cause that's so close. And I still feel like I have a lot of work to do to, to build a fan base to get to listen to it. However, feel good in the sense that if you put something out, a lot of people don't even get around to listening to it until six months after it's out anyways. Yeah. So, and now you can go back and listen to stuff anytime. So really I, I I really feel like two years following a release like that, a big project like that is really still still a new record in Mm -hmm. those two years. And you can still, but then I'm like, Oh, but I want people to hear it right when it gets out. And so it's, I don't know, it's a lot of mind games. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out, you know, when I really want to do it. And if I want to do a full 12 song record, instead of like a six song EP this June, and then another six song EP in, Mm -hmm you know, the fall or whatever. Yeah, I got you. I mean, yeah. From what, like my stance on this is because like, this is a very common mind game that a lot of musicians play with themselves is it's like, yeah. Single, 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 you stay on top of the Spotify charts, you know, you play the Spotify game, Mm -hmm. but my position has kind of always been, if you're a musician and you actively want to tour, you actively want to be out there hitting the road, hitting the pavement, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Putting an album out isn't the worst decision in the world because you're playing in front of a crowd 
every night, every other night, you know, however often you book mm-hmm. your show, like, I've, cause obviously mu- different musicians book tours differently. You know, I'm mm-hmm. it, not, there's not one formula that works for each band, but you know, it, it's one of those deals where if you put out an album and you tour and you're able to tour off it, your, your following's going to come off or your following's going to build off of that. And just as Mm -hmm. long as you don't wait another two years to release the next set, you know, I think, I think you'll be all right because that like the thing, I think if you try and hold off releasing this project, most people are going to start realize or start trying to listen to some of your older stuff and that doesn't necessarily resent or represent who you are as a musician anymore because that was a younger you and like we talked about earlier you went through a natural maturing process yeah that's right and i'm like we haven't gotten to the point of like song selection for the album and stuff yet but i'm sure a lot of the songs on this new album are songs that have been written within the last two or three years am i correct or yeah gotcha gotcha um so you know it's a lot more recent work it's a lot more reminiscent of who you are now not who you were four years ago five years ago as a musician because a project that was released in 2018 2019 that's already four three four years old plus however Mm -hmm. old the songs were so right you know just just a little food for thought there yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so you've got all this new music out and I'm, I'm kind of assuming that you kind of took 2020 off from releasing music because of COVID and all that stuff. Or was that pretty much pretty much. And I had a lot of changes. Like I moved to Nashville and I recorded the project in Nashville. So I wasn't really ready to put anything out at that point. Um, the project's been done and mixed and mastered since last summer. So I could have put it out, you know, mm-hmm. a while ago. I think I've just been giving myself time to release singles and yeah. then drop the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that yeah. that's definitely a way to go. So um, yeah. since uh, Cut Hunting is the most recent single released about a month ago, uh, what's the story behind that song? That song is, uh, it's a, it's a kind of mixture of fiction and nonfiction and a little bit of magical realism in there all about growing up in Marin County um, and being a teenager and driving around on a Friday, Saturday night, looking for secret locations to hang out and trouble to get into and things to do when you live in, you know, suburbia Mm -hmm. and yeah. So the cuts are like the secret locations, you know? Um, so that one was inspired by, I'd say kind of the early Bruce Springsteen songs, which are very heavily comprised of these crazy stories about all these different characters and part of it's true, part of it's not true. And it has this cool magical feel to it. And I wanted to try to do that with, because it's such a beautiful place and it there's so many characters and so many stories from there. And I don't feel like musicians, I don't feel like there's been a lot of music and songs created that really dive into that detail. So I wanted to do that. 
Gotcha. And then you also released a music video for cut hunting as well, right? Yeah, we did. It's the first music video I've ever done. What was that uh, kind of process like? It was really cool. It it felt very creative and free. Uh, I just acted out the scenes in the song. Um, So we had some good direction to go with it, but we start out in the city and then we make our way across the bridge and we go up to the Marin headlands and see the sunset. And it's cool. It's two of my good friends acting in it with me. And it's just a fun, I think it's just a fun, fun video. Basically. That's really, really what we tried to do with it. Nothing too crazy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, why'd you kind of choose this song to be your first music video? Um, well, let them boys play could be a really cool music video. And I Mm -hmm. still want to do something with that, but this one, I think it felt like now would be the time to do music video. Like I've just put out so much music and and I haven't done it. And so many people do that. And it's just good to have, you know, on YouTube and Google and people look and try to find you that it felt like, okay, this is such a narrative image based song you know you, you feel like you're watching a movie just listen to the song so mm-hmm. um yeah it's like why why not put something really cool visually to go with it yeah for sure for sure and did it release mm-hmm. the same day as the song or did it release no the- it's like two weeks after two weeks after and uh how, how's the uh, reception for the music video been i think it's been pretty good i mean like never tell you when they really don't like something, but I've only gotten people saying, you know, man, that was really well done. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, I think it came out well, we spent a lot of time on it and editing it. Like, I think it looks really good. I I wouldn't put it out if I didn't think it looked pretty dope, you know? (laughs) So true. Very true. Very true. Um, yeah. And obviously you'd mentioned that you you're looking at doing some other music videos for, uh, let them boys play. And then I'm sure, as the album, yeah. album drops and whatnot uh, and other music projects come out, you know, I'm sure more music videos will come out because I've had some musicians that are kind of turned off to the idea of doing music videos nowadays, just because there's no, like they, they don't see, I'm not saying that there's no benefit to it, but they just don't see the benefit. Yeah. It's and a it's lot like, of work for, yeah might not get that many views mm. when you could make a video on TikTok and have it get millions of views. Yeah. So I feel that, but I yeah. also think that more, you can tell more of a story and YouTube. I, I love YouTube. Like I'm on YouTube the most out of all the different social media slash content sites and that's where i consume the most like music stuff mm. whether it's live videos concert videos songs um besides spotify um but you know tiktok like for music it can be cool in terms of you know blowing something up and going viral but it, it doesn't really feel that sustainable to me um because you're not you know, the attention span on TikTok and in general, but specifically on TikTok, cause you're just scrolling so fast. It's very quick and you have to hook people really fast mm-hmm. and then be done with your trick really fast. Yeah. And that's not really the, 
the art form that I do mm-hmm. and that I think most artists and songwriters do. So I, the people that are going to really like my stuff are the people that are going to watch a, a video on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, and, and watch it for two, three minutes. It's not the people scrolling through TikTok, and maybe those people might like it too, but they're not gonna like discover that on mm-hmm. TikTok. I think. Yeah, and you know, you know, it, it's interesting you brought up YouTube because I find myself like that seems to be where I spend like ninety percent of my time right now, which is weird because yeah. it used to be it used to be Facebook, and then I just checked my Facebook and I haven't posted anything on my personal page in about a week. Like I posted maybe one thing in the last week and it's yeah. like, man, I remember when I used to post 20 things, 20 things a day, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, but I go to YouTube now and it's just kind of like, I don't know. It, it's interesting. And just kind of seeing our, like the live and amplified page is natural growth. Like we're not promoting it or anything, but just like, then mm-hmm. as as we kind of get consistent with our release schedule and all that stuff, people are just yeah. naturally finding it, which a year ago that was impossible. Like people just there's yeah. so so many people on YouTube, and it's like so it, it's interesting. Um, very cool. How how's the uh so you're based out of uh Nashville now? Um yeah. how, how are things going in Nashville? Are you actively playing shows in Nashville right now, or is it just kind of you know, yeah, I was playing in a hotel multiple nights a week for a while. And then I kind of started going out of town and doing a lot of stuff on the road, mm-hmm. which I'm still doing. Um, but I am trying to play a little bit more in Nashville, do a little bit more band band gigs in Nashville and kind of just be in and out of town so that I can meet people there and have good relationships. Um, but ultimately I want to be playing, you know, all the time and, and Nashville is pretty saturated with, with music. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's smart to get out and to go, you know, hit uh, little towns and little places where, you know, it's, you're more of a specialty yeah. um, doing what you do than to just sit in Nashville and keep playing and hope that something's going to happen. I like, I like really going straight to the fans basically. Gotcha. And so, yeah, that's kind of my plan for the next year, I would say. Is just get out, tour as much as you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it would be all you just doing solo acoustic stuff, or would you bring... It, no, I, it, it would be a lot of band gigs. Mm-hmm. I've been playing with a band a lot more and, and really enjoying that. So it would be with a band as much as I can. And then, you know, if there are solo opportunities, definitely would, would take those as well, but yeah. would try to focus on taking band shows. Gotcha. Cause I know how yeah. hard, I know how hard it's gotta be to book a band, especially when you're still fairly, or when you're still independent and it's like, yeah. Oh, we could pay you 500 bucks or, you know, like whatever, whatever the rates are, you know, it's just like, it's really hard. It is. Yeah. And you have to get everybody up and you have to get people that are available sometimes you have to mix and match and yeah. if one guy can't do it but everybody else can and you got to find a different guy you got to teach yeah. them all the music and make sure that they're good um you know travel is a mm-hmm. thing where are you going to stay uh there's a lot more that comes into it but i also feel like hey, i'm a people person and like i 
I thrive off of other people's energy and being mm-hmm. with other people. So when I'm by myself, it's hard, it's hard for me to, to get super stoked on doing a solo show. It just is. And I can also do less in a solo show. I can't mm. take the mic and walk out and sing to people yeah. and drop the guitar and really, you know, be, try to be some sort of rock star. You know what I mean? It's yeah. harder to do when you just have your acoustic guitar. Um, and I love playing with other people. That's like my favorite part of that music is just the collaborative thing. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's a sense of this is legit because there's more people involved than just me. Mm-hmm. And there's something cool about rolling around with a band and it's, it's a, it's the gang of dudes and it carries more weight and excitement than just a guy with a guitar, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. It, Especially if the music's good, you know, the music has to be good. If it's, if it's just loud, and it's, and it's not really t- put together. I mean, like bands, it's, it really just depends because bands can sound like trash. You know what I mean? And, um, bands can sound worse than, than a, than a solo person. If, if they're not together or if they're playing too loud, mm-hmm. that's what I hate is when people, when like the drummer is just smashing on the, on the kit. And it's like, I can't hear any of the words. I can't hear any of the actual, like, you know, art that you're trying yeah. to put across because because it's it's too it's too cacophonous so i like i like it when it when it's when it's done really right and you there's so many more elements that you can do than if you're just solo unless you're somebody like ed sheeran who just can do it all by himself yeah um and and that would be cool like i one of those things it's like must be totally fine just playing with himself it's like it's like being in the backyard and throwing yourself playing catch with yourself like throwing a football straight up in the air and just catching it and just like doing that. Like, that's what I imagine playing with a loop pedal and doing all, like I've tried to do that before and it's cool. But I need other, other yeah. people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. There, there's a certain level of uh, bouncing off and like natural rhythm that kind of gives the show its own feeling compared to like listening to the recording because every, like when you're listening to like the recording on Spotify or however you consume your music, it's Mm -hmm. timed out, right. There's like a certain timing. Whereas when you're at a live show and you're playing with people, it's kind of like, it it makes it imperfect, I guess is the best way I'm trying to describe it. So like, let's say you're playing with a drummer that he had a little too much caffeine and he's amped up and playing a little bit faster like his tempo is mm-hmm. a little bit faster so you got to kind of adjust and it just kind of shows the real artisanship humanity and humanity yeah. in music in the music in the music and for musicians because and on that same token okay you've got a uh drummer that's hyped up on caffeine and he's like wound up like a little monkey like one of them little wind up monkey yeah. guys and then you got a bass player that's just like had a brutal fight with his girlfriend and they're about to break up and he's like mad depressed and everything. And it's just like, you, you got to kind of find that happy balance and yeah. it just shows the artisanship for, for sure. musicians. The so. energy of, of all that together is, is yeah. like something that's really beautiful. You know, if you can yeah. put it all together um, and people want to see that people want to see humans working together, mm-hmm. you know, that's- we want to see a team yeah. succeeding we want to see a group of people that are on the same page. Um, and you can do that if you're a solo artist, if you mm-hmm. engage the crowd really well and, and everybody starts singing back to you, 
but with a band, you can jumpstart that because that's, that's what that is. You're mm-hmm. a team, you know, yeah. and, and, and you people kind of, want to cheer you on. And you kind of balance each other out. Whereas if you're playing like a solo gig, everything rides on you. If you're having a bad day and you're just not really into it and kind of going through the motions, people yeah. are gonna pick up on that. Whereas if you're a yeah. band and one of you is having an off day, you can kind of cover so for true. one another. So definitely. It's so see- true. Yeah. I never uh, thought of it like that, but yeah. So um, as far as the uh, band, since we're talking about it, uh, what's the uh, makeup of the band? Is it a four, three piece, four piece, five piece? So generally either four piece or five piece, mm-hmm. um, it'll be drums, bass, uh, rhythm, guitar, and vocals, and then me singing lead and playing guitar. Um, and then sometimes I'll have my friend Matt play saxophone and keys as well, gotcha. but he lives in LA. So that works for when we play in California. Um, but it's harder to get him out to, you know, shows out here. So we kind of have to pick and choose and, if we're making enough money from the gigs, I'll definitely get them out for it because it adds a lot to the show. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, it'd just be a four piece type thing. And either way, people just want to be, people just want to see a show. They just want to see you do something different and, and, and get active on stage and, and get in their faces a little bit. And, uh, you can do that, you know, with, with four, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to do with three because if it's just a bassist and a drummer playing, it's hard to drop your guitar or your chordal instrument yeah. and, and go and run around with a mic just to bass and drums. You need somebody playing chords. So, mm-hmm. but if you have three or if you have four total, if you have a rhythm guitar, it, you can do it in that. Yeah that's kind of what I'm trying to get more into now is really just like putting on a show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so you said that, uh, the goal is to be playing all the time. Is that several times a week, a couple times a week? Mm-hmm. What, what do you consider all the time? I mean, I think for me, like probably three gigs a week, like if I can get three band shows a week, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's hard because you, you know, so many logistics that come into play, but I'm kind of scheduling, you know, a month in advance right now. So it takes the stress off a little bit. Um, but yeah, three, three to four a week would be optimal. Yeah. I like, I think that's about par for the course anymore. You know, it's some band, mm-hmm. like depending on a, like being in a city like Nashville, even if you play like two local gigs or whatever you want, however you want to define it, I think a city like that can definitely sustain that without it coming off as repetitive or, Oh, just the same Mm -hmm. audience every time, you know, and like you Mm -hmm. mentioned, you like to kind of get out and get outside Nashville and play a bit. Mm -hmm. How far do you usually travel for shows? Are you are you willing to drive like 14 hours to get to a show or is it a little bit more confined? Not if it's just one show. Like if I have three shows lined up three Mm -hmm. or four, yeah, I'd probably drive that much. Depends Mm. on what the shows are. You know, I mean, anything up to seven, eight hours is like doable. You know, Mm -hmm. if there's probably a few shows lined up. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I'll drive again. It's easier with a band. If you have people to go with, Mm -hmm. it's harder when you're solo and you got to drive like three hours out just for one gig and then three hours back. Yeah. But it it changes. It it all depends on what the gig is. You know, Mm -hmm. if they wanted me to play Madison square garden for five minutes before, you know, some massive act and I had to drive there. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, I'd drive all the way there. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. For I'd, sure. I'd crawl there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would hitchhike all the way there. I actually like, I actually, I used to hitchhike. I don't hitchhike anymore, but I used to do it a little bit when I was a, when I was a teenager. Um, but I would totally hitchhike all the way up there. For That'd sure. be crazy. For sure. Play, <laughs> play the garden. You almost be insane if you didn't do everything in your power to get there. Right. Yeah. Right. That was probably a, a stupid analogy on my part. <laughs> no, it's perfect. You know, because it's one of those things where uh, the first some we were talking before we jumped on here, how uh, I go down or I try to go down to the Keys every year. We went down, we go down there to do uh, media coverage for a bluegrass festival that happens in January, right around like Martin Luther King weekend. Um, and that first year, we were so amped to get there because it was like our first music festival and all that stuff. We drove from Roswell to New Mexico oh. all the way to Isla Mirada, Florida. God. Overnight. And we made it there in like 24 hours. It was, <laughs> it was rough. Like we got <laughs> there, but we got there at like 6 a.m. And my dad's like, wait, what? <laughs> You know, so you must have left. What time did had you left the morning before? Oh, we left at like two a.m. the morning oh before, and like we just powered right through, and it was just one of right, those deals where it right was down I like, forty. Yep, through through Amarillo and Oklahoma City. Is that oh, we yeah. took all the oh, way yeah. up. Yeah. Oh yes, oh yes. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, for that one, we went down through South Texas. Because oh, yeah. we had this, I had this idea of, I wanted to see like all the Gulf coast. And so I wanted to get <laughs> down towards 10, except yeah. at some point our GPS decided that that wasn't the right way to go. And so we yeah. started heading South and then I was like, no, take, and it took us some weird way. And we were going through like farm, farmland and people's ranches and stuff. And we're like out in yeah. the middle of, west texas just driving through farms and cows are walking across the road and i'm like yeah never again never again (laughs) it's it's wild but um no that's that's awesome you know it's 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 amazing what people will do to get that opportunity to do something they've been dreaming about so um but yeah so uh, you're in Key West right now, uh, so I don't want to keep you too much longer since you're doing like, I don't want, I don't want to call it a family vacation because it's really not that, but for you, it's more of a vacation, I'm sure. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. It's just so nice down here. It's, it's crazy. It's With- like... I might have to start coming down here a lot more often, especially with all the music. And mm-hmm. I just met a bunch of people tonight that are connected with some of the good venues down here. So I'm trying to get some gigs, hopefully maybe play the green parrot. Nice. Um, there's a couple different spots yeah. down here that I think are pretty solid. When I was prepping for this interview and I saw it on your Facebook page, I was like, 
wait a minute, is Miles Zero Fest this week? Or the, uh, I know they got like the Singer Songwriter Festival, yeah. got a lot of Nashville artists do down there. That's in May. That's, That's like early in, May. Okay. But was, I'm definitely going to come back down for that. Oh, yeah. It's, I almost went one year, but the day they called me was like the day it first started and I couldn't make it happen. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. They, they called me. They're like, like, yeah. I've driven 24 hours to get to Isla Morada. I'm not driving 30 yeah. in one day. Yeah. To get it, to Key West. They, they called me. They're like, Hey, you, you do you want to cover this? And I'm like, okay, when's the festival? Well, it starts today and it was like a Thursday or something and yeah. it ends on Monday or whatever they said. And I'm like, uh, so by the time I get there, it's going to be like Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Like, can you fly me out? Yeah. And then, so <laughs> it just didn't end up happening and I never got yeah. another opportunity to go down. So I'm kind of like, yeah, we'll, we'll get our opportunity. I'm sure. So for sure. Oh um, yeah. Me and you, man, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be back. I'm down. We'll be, I'm, yeah. I'm down. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to chill on Duval street hit sloppy joes that's get a little sloppy at sloppy joes i've heard it's a great time the songwriters fest oh yeah it's <laughs> I, i've talked to a lot of music a lot of my friends have gone to it and they're like it, it's the craziest time so yeah i'm, I'm down um Hell yeah but outside of music uh what do you what do you do to kind of just get away from things you know when you need to escape the yeah. pressures of music I like to run and work out. Um, I like to play basketball. I like to go on kind of walk hikes in, in nature. There's this great place in Nashville called Lake Radnor, which is just this beautiful lake that I like to go to. Um, I'm trying to get more into reading. I kind of come in and out of reading. I end up spending way too much time on Twitter, just reading random Twitter threads and going on YouTube. So, you know, you're, you're general, you're general kind of time wasters, but, um, yeah, like working out and going outside, being in nature, playing sports when I can. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome. That's, yeah. I, I find myself spending too much time on TikTok. Like I don't post anything on there, but it's just kind of like, Oh, Hey, there's a funny video. And then you five hours later, it's like, yeah, Oh crap. It's four in the that's, morning. I need to go man, to bed. That's what it's designed to do. <laughs> yeah. It's so now there's hundreds of people on the other end of the screen, like spending, you know, 10 hours a day, just trying to figure out how to keep you engaged Oh yeah, and, and how to, how to design the app just perfectly so that you stay on it longer. So it's yeah. hard to like harness, you know, the, the, uh, the self, uh, determine the, the discipline to not yeah. do that <laughs> oh yeah crazy it, it's rough it's really rough but luckily <laughs> like the last week or so i've kind of stayed off of it and so i'm hoping that i can just kind of break that because i feel like i lose a lot of time in my day just uh mm. oh oh that's oh, yeah. funny <laughs> you know like the the, the reports <laughs> like the apple time usage reports are yeah. crazy oh, i won't even say what my average is it's embarrassing but like it's yeah I'm, I'm, i have like 
usage limits on my apps now. So I have like 20 minutes on Instagram, 20 minutes on, on Twitter, 20 minutes on yeah. TikTok. I have but even when it. that goes off, I'm like, Hey, give me 15. I'd click the 15 more minutes button <laughs> and I'll just keep doing that. It's and so, so it's like, no, no more. You're done. Right. They need one that actually just doesn't give you any option, but like yeah. just completely shuts it off. Yeah. <laughs> I like, that's how I have certain webs. Like I have this thing installed on my computer, not so much on my phone because my phone, if I set it face down and, you know, just kind of out of mind, out of sight, mm-hmm. it, I'll kind of forget about it. But like my computer, yeah. I have this app that's like, okay, you could spend an hour on Facebook today or, you know, like whatever it is. And then once that yeah. hour is up, it cuts you off and it doesn't reset until the next day. So, yeah, there you go. I need that. What's that called? Um, it is, that. <laughs> uh, it is called uh, limit actually. Yeah. Limit. Mm, okay. So, uh, it's a, right. it's a Google uh, Chrome extension that I use. Okay. So Very cool. it, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, yeah. so I don't want to keep you too much longer here. Um, if anybody wants to check out the music video, the new music, any upcoming live shows, uh, any, the new album, once you finally drop it or yeah. decide that whatever you end up deciding to do with the yeah. project, uh, what's <laughs> the best place for them to keep up with everything you got going on? Probably Instagram, David Austin songs. Um, yeah, probably Instagram, Facebook gotcha. too. Um, I'm posting stuff on, but yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, once again, yeah. David, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me a little bit. It's yeah. been a blast and hopefully we'll cross paths in the keys in Nashville, you know, wherever. Uh, yeah, wherever. man. Let me know. Let me know if you ever make it up to Nashville. Seriously. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I always could use an excuse to go to Broadway. I don't want to like, I, every time I go, <laughs> you don't go. And, well, that's <laughs> the thing is like, when I go places, I like to do things that local people do. So like I do at least like at least a couple hours on Broadway, at least a couple hours. You can manage that. It is fun is the okay. thing. It is very fun. The, the one thing I do want to do on Broadway and I'll kick myself if I never get to do it is I want to go to the blues club. Like that's one thing that I really want to do. And obviously that's not hard to pull off. It's just a matter of, are you talking about bourbon street blues bar? Yes. Bourbon street blues and boogie bar. That's my favorite bar in Nashville. I love the music there. It's so good. Or wait, that's a, or is it the BB Kings? BB Kings, I'm pretty sure BB Kings is Memphis. I don't know if they have it in in. Uh, there there was a blue, that, like when I was on Broadway, there was a blues club like right there on okay. Broadway and whatever that second road is. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What I, have it to, is. I have to check it out. There's a blues club okay. there, so want to check yeah. it out. But um, obviously, it's been two years, and I've slept a few times since then. So yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm really excited to uh, see what everything, what you got going on moving forward, you know, all that fun stuff. Thank you. Uh, and uh, really look forward to seeing how things progress. And I followed you on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. And so we'll definitely be staying in contact as yeah, man. things kind of move forward. But once Thanks again, for having me on, dude.
Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your time there in Key West. It's it's good times. It, it'll sneak up on you, though. So, uh, <laughs> But have fun. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you all later.